Welcome to Episode 7 of Imago Conversations, a podcast at the edge of faith in the arts. In this episode, our Executive Director John Franklin talks with Lynn McElvride, an artist participating in Crossings Toronto. I'm here with uh, Lynn McElvride, and I, I'm very, very pleased to uh, have this opportunity for us to have a conversation, Lynn. Uh, we've known each other over a number of years, and we actually have a couple of your works in our home, and uh, we love what you do, and uh, I'm very glad that uh, we have a chance to talk a little bit about your artwork this evening. Now, you've been doing art for a long time, and uh, perhaps your uh, creative expression has varied over the years. Uh, can you give us a little background on uh, on your career and tell us about maybe how things have evolved over the years in terms of your own artistry? There's so many ways that I could tackle that, but I was thinking this maybe goes a bit too far back, but in university days when you know I was in painting class, uh, I remember running out of canvas and I was too cheap to buy more canvas, so I started painting on other things like objects, wooden objects. And I think from then on, I realized how much more interested I was in a marriage of two and three dimensions instead of purely flat canvas, which I didn't find as interesting myself. I've always been interested in framing as a way of showing holiness, which is a very strange thing now that I say it. I think initially, for that reason, I was interested in traditional Amish quilts, which are like a diamond within a square, within a diamond, within a square, etc. Because it was an abstract way of showing what was kind of important, like the heart of something. And then the framing, well, it wasn't technically framing, but the shapes around it, which forms, formed a frame, were a way of giving the center importance. And I think that is one of the things that is carried through my work. And, and it started out I started out working in miniatures mostly, and again, a marriage of two and three dimensions because a lot of small sculpture within shadow boxes. Uh, so it's definitely wall work generally, but not always, but using three dimensions within that. Let's assume you're speaking to someone who's never seen your work. How would you describe mm -hmm. your work? What characterizes it artistically? Well, the first thing people notice is bright color generally. I resent it if they stop there. That is where people start, and that's understandable. I generally, I don't talk about color. It's too, it's too close a thing to me. It's like a fish trying to talk about water sort of thing. Except to say that I'm very interested in the relationship of one color to another in a very intuitive way. It's nothing to do with conscious color theory, although there probably is some in it. I like the sometimes even the violence that two colors can have with each other. That's the first thing people would notice. Uh, one of the other things is the sense of pattern. In the same sense, I think of my work as both abstract and, and decorative normally, uh, in the same way a Persian rug is uh, abstract. And sort of much like the interiors of some uh, mosques, for example, or also some parts of Gothic cathedrals. So very decorative in that sense. 
but it's interesting because decorative is a pejorative word often in art, but I don't see it as that. Um, And (laughs) I think there's also, if I was going to describe it to a person who couldn't see, I would say that there's definitely a sense of compactness. Uh, I don't have very much empty space. I like the idea, like in a cathedral where everything is covered with some sort of ornamentation. That's always important to me in my work, the sense that every corner you turn, there's something else that maybe most people don't even see, but I care about it because it's there. I mean, I care that it's there even if nobody else sees it. I know that over the years, you've often done series of of work. So there, there would be a particular theme possibly based on something in your own experience or life, you would do a series of works on that. Are you able to, on the spur of the moment, come up with a couple of examples of that where you've, you've done a series and maybe tell us a bit about that? Well, there's really so many and I, I forget until I go back or look at other people who've bought my work and I think, oh yeah, I forgot about that series. I, I guess the one that is most obvious and comes to mind because it was fairly recent is my tornado series which it continues from the past in the sense that it's a lot of shadow boxes and two and three dimensions. There's a couple behind me there. And that, as you know, happened, uh, well, I should step back and say my art is almost, among other things, it's also very autobiographical. And it's often a way of processing what's going on around me. And at that point, it's almost like nine years ago now, I was suddenly and unexpectedly uh, kicked out of my marriage and my house and my studio. And so immediately, because I'm, I'm always working in symbols and metaphors as a way of processing everything and as a way of making art, Instead of stopping doing art, like some people might have, I went right into it with this idea of a tornado because that was what best described what I was going through. And so I didn't just do one or two. It was a huge series, actually, of tornadoes. At first, they were quite realistic with little little models of my ex-house um, being blown through the sky. And, and then they became slightly more playful. And I probably did, you know, including lino prints and sculptures, probably close to a hundred of, you know, tornado-based pieces, really. So that's, that's the most you know, that, that was the most dramatic series, I think, as a series, or one of the most dramatic ones, yeah. I shouldn't say. There's others, so many yeah. others. Actually. Another question here is, and in, in, in a way you've, you've answered this a little bit, but at some level, uh, an artist's work comes out of their own heart and soul. You've noted that some of your work, or maybe much of it, is autobiographical. But am I right to say that your work it has a spiritual quality about it. I mean, I, I referred to that earlier. I, I, huh. and I think people see that. Yeah, it definitely does have a, a spiritual aspect of it, to it, I should say. I think, I mean, sometimes it's more obvious. Like in the very beginning, I was actually doing series based on particular Bible stories. Like I think I had a long series of Jacob wrestling with the angel series. I got different friends to wrestle. They still haven't forgiven me, I don't think. And <laughs> but I think that to me, the, the connection between art and faith is one of the connections 
is to go back into your, um, I mean, to meet God, you have to, how do I say this? I have no idea. You have to find the place that is most genuine in you. Like, <laughs> it's sort of a, a, the direction is inwards for sure until, as far as I'm concerned, until you get to the place where it's, truly yourself in, in a, an, a bare kind of way. And I think that's both the place where you as a person can pray, and but it's also a place where, as far as I'm concerned, where the art comes from, and, and only really that place that um, good art comes from. Yeah, you're really in a way beginning to answer this question, but tell us a little bit about how the creative process works for you. You don't just wake up one morning and say, I've got an idea, and then go to your studio and create something. I, I don't expect, or maybe, maybe you do. But just tell us a little bit about the creative process. It is a, related to what I just said in the sense of one of the ways of starting something is to be reflective and, and to you know look inward. But on the other hand, Sometimes if there's a, if I'm, if I'm stuck generally, if there's a kind of a dry period, there's certain things I realize I do that pretty quickly get me out of it. I don't really have the pro that problem. And one of them is looking around at um, older work in my studio and, and remembering, oh yeah, I, that, that's why I did that. And this is what I did. And, and there's something about that that makes me easily uh, continue in the creative process, but but also, and I know this isn't probably true of all artists, but maybe I'm on on the spectrum. I'm more material based than some other artists are. So one of the ways of knowing what I'm doing is definitely starting to do anything, and and because um, the actual process of art making is so powerful it helps tell me what to do say, if you say know. some more about yeah that's that's very interesting but the the art making process is so powerful and you say it tells you what to do yeah with, with a number of the artists we've had this conversation <laughs> about about uh, the dialogue or the dance between the artist and, and the material they're working with Right. You, you say a little more about the power of the process or, and, and how art or the material tells you what to do? Well, like if I have no idea of how to approach something, for example, the piece I'm going to do <laughs> yeah. or I'm in the process of doing, one of the things that will help me and that does help me is because some of it is um, wood carving, maybe just starting to carve something. So it's not at all like as if I have an idea of what I'm doing. It's, it's more, sometimes I have a vague idea of what I'm doing, but much more often I intuitively start something. And between the material and my subconscious mind and a bit of my conscious mind, something happens. And, and I find, I think that's really powerful. That's great. Well, let me, let me conclude with this question that you, uh, Lynn, are one of 16 artists in the Crossings exhibition. And so I just want to ask you how, how you feel about uh, having your work included in this exhibition, this all public outdoor exhibition that'll take place in Toronto. Uh, what excites you about this opportunity or what, what makes you feel, I don't know, concerned or whatever it may be? <laughs> 
Uh, just, <laughs> just, just tell us a little bit about how you feel about being involved in this. I definitely feel honored. I also feel mildly terrified, I think. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's a responsibility, but a wonderful one, basically. Do you have any, um, I mean, the, whole, the idea that it's all outdoors, is that appealing to you that it's, that it's going to be public in that way? That people don't have to go inside to see the work, but they can actually, they'll be driving by and see the work even though they never intended to? I guess so. I mean, I guess that's the upside. I think there's a, a you know an upside and a downside to you know being in the building or, or outside. I, I guess there is something that appeals to me about being in a building because then you respond more to the architecture in a more intimate way. Whereas outside, it's a bit more neutral, I guess. Uh, although not completely, because you're still somewhat attached to the building that it's near. Well, it's interesting that I'm in Resurrection, which isn't historically a station but is is this time anyway and i think like the women at the empty tomb i think trembling and bewilderment are describe my attitude towards the project <laughs> all right lynn that's uh, that's that's good i'm very grateful to you i thank you for uh, for taking the time to do this thanks for listening to imago conversations for more information about lynn visit lynnmickelvride.art to learn more about Crossings Toronto, a contemplative arts exhibition now on in Toronto, visit crossingstoronto.com. For more about Imago, visit imago-arts.org.